Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the show where we dive deep into the beautiful world of weddings. I'm Laura, the founder of Wonderlust Creative, an international wedding planning and styling company servicing a global collective of loved up couples. And I'm Andy, the founder of The Bridal Journey, a source of inspiration for brides and Revealed, a wedding marketplace where brides can buy and sell pre-loved wedding items. In each episode of the You and Me podcast, we sit down with a real bride who openly shares their unique wedding planning journey. From the excitement of the proposal to the magical moments of her wedding day, we delve deep into the emotions, the challenges and the triumphs of planning a wedding. Join us as we celebrate love, offer practical advice and share the experiences of brides just like you. Prepare for heartfelt conversations and inspiring stories on the You and Me podcast. Adriana, welcome to the You and Me podcast. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you, girls. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for being on and chatting with us all about your wedding day. It's um, it's a really exciting interview with you actually because you are a very important person in Kaya Studios, which is such a renowned uh, wedding dress supplier here, not only obviously in Victoria, but globally. So it's exciting to chat from an industry perspective point of view, but also from a bride perspective. So welcome. Thank you, super excited. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do, even though I've alluded to it, but yeah, <laughs> delve a little deeper. I'm 29. As you said, I um, work as a designer for Kaya Studios and yeah, I live in Melbourne and I'm now married. And now married. And how your partner, how long have you guys known each other and how did you meet? So we met, um, we were about 16 years old and we met through friends, um, of friends through school. Yeah. Um, and just connected at first being friends and then, yeah, it turned into something romantic pretty quickly. And I think this year will be 10 years that we've been together, nine or 10 years. That's, yeah, that is, that's a good stint though. And coming from when you were young, you're growing as you know each other too. You know, you're not adults who are super sure in their life and and exactly where you're going. You're sort of growing together and maturing and finding interest and stuff, which, yeah, is is sometimes a really beautiful process. And then other times people kind of split and come back together once they've done their own thing. Exactly what happened with us, actually. So we were sort of dating um, around the age of like 16, 17, 18. And then, yeah, exactly that split up for a few years. We both matured um, yeah. and then came back together at about the age of 21. And yeah, yeah it's been smooth sailing since then. But yeah, I totally agree. I'm It, it all works out the way it's meant to. And I'm really yeah. glad that we both had that time to... Um, yeah, mature and assess what we really, really want in life. And now, yeah. Now here we are. My husband and I were exactly the same. We were together since sort of the end of high school and then split and grew. I, I feel like I grew more sometimes. but um, And then came back together and now we're married and we've been married 10, 10 years next year. Is it? So it is. It's 10 years. Are you going to so renew your vows? 
I'm going to have a hell of a party. Can I come? I'll be 100%. a flower girl. It's going to blow up. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, I need, it needs to be, yeah. But sometimes, and we'll get to having the industry pressures of, oh my God, we've got so much choice. It's um, it's hard to rein it in. And I also don't have a hundred grand to spend on a party. So that's for another day. But um, so you guys, you guys met Adriana long ago. You've been together for, you know, a while now. How did, how did the proposal story happen and, was he able to surprise you? Yeah, so he had booked a weekend away for my birthday um, and the location was a surprise. So I just sort of packed for my weekend thinking I'm going to have a great birthday. Um, we drove up to the Yarra Valley and turned into the Gates of Stones, um, mm. which I hadn't um, <laughs> I hadn't stayed there before, so I was super excited. Okay. We went to the accommodation and dropped our bags off because we were too early for check-in. And then he sort of just led me out um, saying that we were going to go to lunch. And so we're walking from the um, the farmhouse at Stones across to Miletos and he kind of turns a corner and he's like, oh, I've got something to show you. And like at this point, I'm thinking because it's my birthday, I thought he'd organised like a tour in the vines or like some sort of experience. Yeah, like grape smashing, grape stamping or something. Yeah, yeah. Some red balloon kind of thing. I don't know. Anyway, he leads me into this like secret garden courtyard thing that um, I had never seen before. And mm. it was it was beautiful. It had like these trees. It was all green. It had this beautiful pathway leading to a little table and chairs, which was set up with um, champagne and roses. And it had like rose oh. petals everywhere. And like at this point in time, I'm like, okay, he might be proposing or he might just be putting on a really beautiful birthday for me. Um, But yeah, then he started um, saying all these beautifully prepared words and then he knelt down and showed me the ring. Oh my gosh. And did you, did you get any feelings prior to this that knowing him for so long, knowing his little idiosyncrasies, did you, did you get a feeling that there was something in the works leading up to it or is hindsight now you can pick a few things out? Not necessarily leading up to it, but I think I always like to talk things down because I don't want to get my hopes up and be not disappointed. Yeah. yeah. um, Yeah. So I was kind of thinking, would it be happening that weekend? Mm. Um, Because we sort of had spoken about maybe it would be within that year. My birthday is in October. And then when we got up to Stones and parked the car, he got out. I could see that he was like red on the neck as if he was a bit like. <laughs> Dead giveaway. And like even as <laughs> yeah. he was saying these beautiful words to me, part of me was like, okay, he's just really going above and beyond for my birthday right now. Aww. Is this really happening? <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of there's a bit of pressure for someone that um, designs and works at a bridal designer. There's a bit of um, pressure on there for him, the poor bloke. <laughs> no, but clearly you well. said yes, and it was beautiful. Um, it was so beautiful. Yeah, and I, you know, sometimes like we hear a lot of proposal stories, don't we? Heaps of elaborate ones, and some really intimate. And I think it's yeah, it's pretty nice to hear ones that that where they do go above and beyond without it being a production. Yeah, it's pretty. We special. actually haven't had really anyone that's done a pr- full production, have we? We've it's had a gone few, crazy. Like, have we? European proposals. Oh, and it's like, Dara's how do you hop? Like, how do you helicopter? Those kind of things. Yeah. It's like you're, you're setting the bar damn high. But, you know, I think, I don't know, intimate proposals are the best because they're just you, right? Like, what I always wanted, it was super yeah. intimate with us. Um, yeah. 
and he'd organized a lunch the next day with our families which was really really oh. nice to celebrate as well it was all oh, lovely it was all booked in yeah see that's pretty special and to be able to get that all through the works without giving you too much of an idea I think he's done really well <laughs> so um so what did you envision for your wedding you're talking to brides all day every day what did you want and where did you gather your inspiration from so I guess, like you said, talking to brides all day, every day about their weddings, what was really important to me more specifically, but also to James as well, was that we kind of didn't get carried away with all of this over the top stuff and really pulled it back to how we wanted our day to feel. And I say feel more than look, because I feel like look kind of extends from how you want it to feel. So mm-hmm. we had always um, sort of dreamed and spoken about getting married overseas and having that really beautiful kind of intimate um, experience where everyone's on holidays essentially, but just with COVID and um, grandparents and stuff like that, we couldn't do it. So we sort of wanted to create that here in Melbourne and um, to have that sort of Tuscan, I guess, rustic um, aesthetic, that really warm kind of family um, feeling and then kind of, balance that out with just like a cracking party at the end of the night so Mm, yeah and I actually funny now that I'm scrolling your Instagram I got married at Stones and yeah and there is no other space in Victoria quite like it like the feeling that you get walking the grounds and it's obviously expanded so much more to all their amazing little um, subsites that it has over the years but it is a really unique space that does combine feeling like you're overseas um, but you know all the modern luxuries of what we're used to here. That's exactly right and that's why we ended up choosing Stones. It wasn't our um, like choice at the beginning just because like so many people have gotten married there and we thought yeah. we might try and mm. find something new and different but mm. we looked high and low and that was kind of the place that ticked the most boxes for us especially yeah. the fact that had the accommodation on site so we had a whole bunch of family and friends stay mm-hmm. and then we had a breakfast the next morning yeah that was yeah. All really important. super important I think we could probably I mean talk a lot about how you chose your suppliers um, but knowing that you're within the industry you would have been able to sort of bounce off your venue and who they usually have there and what you've seen there that you've really liked. I suppose, I mean, my biggest question of, I would imagine everybody listening would be talk us through your dress process. Was it for a designer? Was it a harder experience than you thought it would be in the beginning? I definitely think so because there's just a lot of pressure that comes with being a designer and obviously working for a massive bridal brand. So, you know, I had a lot of people saying to me, oh, I'm, I'm so excited to see your dress. You mm. can't, can't imagine yeah. what you're going to wear. And for me, that kind of just added a little bit of background yeah. pressure. Yeah, I felt the same owning the bridal journey. <laughs> and you want to be a bit outside the box too because you don't want to go with the flow with what everybody else does. Okay, you're, you're totally right. Um but for my design, I had always, I had had something in mind for a really, really long time. And I'm talking like nearly 10 years because I'd, I looked right back through my photos of, you know, when I was pulling things from Pinterest and just looking at things in magazines. And there was always that consistent theme of like that 
that sort of silhouette. So I always wanted that high neck, um, that dropped waist and that full skirt. So I just noticed that that was a recurring theme for years. So I'm like, obviously Mm. this is what I gravitate towards. I'm probably not going to come up with something on the fly that's going to beat this if this is what my head and heart is leading for so long. Yeah. Um, And I also thought, again, being in the industry, I was not really looking to trends. I was sort of Mm. trying to stay away from trends and things that we do in our collections um, often and just do something a little bit different, a little bit more out there and something that was really personal to me. And did you find as you were going through the process, did you have to step away from overseeing the creation of your dress or were you like just to give yourself and who was making it just that space or did, did were you involved in the in every stitch? I was super, super involved yeah. and I'm so grateful that Kaya kind of gave me that creative freedom and obviously oversaw it um, just to make sure it was all looking good from her perspective too. But yeah. um, we worked together really closely on it, like every bead, all the colours, every stitch pretty much I was so involved in and that's probably yeah. because I am a control freak and yeah, yeah. Um, the girls in the team do an absolutely incredible job. But it was important for me to be a part of the process too. Yeah. Like, this is what I love. This is my passion. Is, so yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think you've got to lean into those kind of feelings in the process though, because if you, you're, you know, if you're a hyper anxious person and then you try really hard because it's your wedding, not to be something you already are or vice versa. If you think you're really chill, but you know, you're getting involved in everything more so because you feel a need that you have to, it's going to backfire at some point, isn't it? Totally. And I also just think own own who you are. If you yeah. are that anxious control freak, then just own it. Like I, I was know. saying to my suppliers, like I've done mood boards for you. I'm sorry. This is just how I am. This is how I communicate. That's a little bit dreamy from a wedding planner's point of view though. Like hit me with all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you were able to really harness obviously your talents and your design ideas for your dress. Did that translate over into your aesthetic for your wedding day as well? Or yeah, it did. 100%. Yes. Like I said, I had, I went through different rounds of mood boards with my florist because in the beginning um, I just pulled pulled things that I liked from Pinterest. Mm -hmm. But then as time went on, like I said before, I was sort of moving away from trends more and really just thinking about doing things differently and that were really personal and individual mm-hmm. to us and to the venue um, and all that sort of thing. So definitely um, gave quite the detailed brief to all my suppliers. But I think when you're in designer or you're a creative person, it, it doesn't just stick to one area. It goes across all all areas you can't really yeah. stop being creative mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to like flowers just because that's not my profession mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and you worked with Jess from Sassafras for your flowers and she's an amazing florist located really close to um, stones and so that would have allowed you guys to really control the narrative of where all your flowers were going to go and your look and feel Exactly. She knew the space. She knew the people there. So it was just a really relationship and she was honestly amazing. Is there any, was there any supplier as you were going through the process that you, you know, were you shocked at the cost of how much paper costs for your invitations? Or was there anything that you sort of went through and you're like, I didn't give them much consideration or that much consideration, but it was actually a pretty important thing in the day? Um, I think definitely the invitations was something that I hadn't really factored in how much they cost. And in the end, 
I, again, leaned on those skills and did like the invitations and the menus and stuff myself. Yeah. Um, just as a way to sort of save cost a little bit because we had gone over in other areas. Um, and then we did think like we didn't have bonbonieries and stuff like that because, again, we we're just trying to focus on the areas that were really important to us and we didn't yeah. want to um, sacrifice the quality of supplier um, just so we could tick all those extra boxes that are not necessarily important to us. Do you know that sound? It's it's amazing hearing those words. It's typical hearing them from somebody within the industry, though. But I think we need to shout that louder for the people at the back that you invest a little more in the important suppliers rather than spread yourself thin to have every supplier. Because creatively, when we're planning a wedding, we get, and I'm sure you would get this within dress creation as well oh well maybe if I use a less expensive fabric I can get it at a certain price or maybe if I just um you know maybe if we do a mini not a maxi then you know it might be a bit cheaper or well let's just go generic it's so important creatively to invest in suppliers that you know can create the look and feel rather than going potentially the cheaper option and hoping that they're going to be able to do it do you get that with with dresses a lot not a lot really because I think that um most of the time brides come to us they understand our brand they understand our aesthetic and part of that is a luxury product so um we're really lucky in that sense that's good yep that's good so your wedding day paint paint the picture how was it It was honestly the best day ever. And I think when I hear people say like, oh, it's just one day of your life, I always just think, yes, but it's something that like the memories will last a lifetime. Your family Mm -hmm. will remember it for a lifetime and you really just create this amazing experience that you and your partner can have forever. Mm -hmm. Um, So we drove, me and my bridesmaids and my mom drove up to Stones to get ready in the day room really early that morning. the main thing that I wanted was to just have enough time that everything could be calm and we could just have a really nice time and not stress out. Like stress is just one of the things that I was not wanting for the day. Um, so we spent a lot of time getting ready up there and the boys were also getting ready in the accommodation. So at one point we kind of saw them pull into the, um, into the accommodation there, which was really cute. <laughs> and then once we were all ready, we had time for champagne and stuff like that. And then we had, I had some family members come to the house to see me beforehand. And again, that was just really important to me to spend as much time with family as possible because so many people say that you blink and the day is over, but we really structured it so that we could have as much time with people as possible. Um, so then our ceremony was at four and we got kind of shuttled over to the chapel in our car. And then, so we had our ceremony, which was like a really amazing emotional moment, which was really, really special. Had the pre-dinner drinks on the lawn in between where we had like live music and James and I actually joined um, everybody at pre-dinner drinks. So we had our photos session cut a little bit shorter and then joined everyone at pre-dinner drinks, which was really fun too. Again, just to kind of make the day feel like 
it was longer. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the reception, again, we structured it so that we had our entrees and mains all in one sort of long seated um, dinner setting. So people weren't kind of getting up for a dance and then back down. So we wanted to have it structured like a dinner and mm-hmm. then you get up and the dance floor is pumping. Yeah. And that yeah. worked really, really well. Yeah. Mm. So we had like a round of cocktails come out um, when it was dance floor time and we'd finish the formalities like speeches and stuff. And then from that point on, it was just like on the dance floor all night. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. A party, a celebration. That's a good tip too, having that sit down done because you don't want anything interrupted. You don't want people to go back to their seats and, you know, kill the vibe or anything like that. (laughs) A lot of, um, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, looking at a lot of, um, timelines that the vend like the the venues give you like they only allow like an hour to an hour and a half of dance floor time but because we know we love a dance floor and a party we were like trying to maximize that just make make dinner quick let's just get them in get them out um so what were your favorite details of the wedding um favorite details do you mean like experience wise or like visually just like anything like any particular information uh like you know that made your day feel truly your own um I think like I said having that extra time with everybody to just really calmly get ready in the morning was really really special um I think we had an absolutely amazing um celebrant and that was something that was really important to us too we wanted someone who was um not going to crack too many jokes and just create a beautiful emotion for the day and um she was incredible and so the ceremony being so emotional was um, probably a key point for me. And then, yeah, like I said, at the end of the night, just having everybody up on the dance floor, dancing with every single person, that was a really special moment. Oh, that's good. And um, we always ask this question because people love to know any regrets, disasters, or what would you do? Anything that you'd kind of do differently? Yep. So not a disaster as such, but we had our DJ pull out like three weeks before the wedding date. It was all, it was booked through a company, but they said this DJ is no longer available. I've got to find you somebody else. And so Mm -hmm. automatically me control freak was absolutely freaking out because we really, really liked this DJ and Mm -hmm. like, again, wanting that big party at the end of the night, like the entertainment is so important important. to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, had to um, change around to a different DJ, but actually in hindsight, it worked out. It worked out even better and they absolutely had the dance floor pumping. So not a disaster as such, but maybe like a crisis point. Mm. <laughs> um, but everything else went kind of, well, I say smoothly, but we also had an issue where um, our table arrangements were um, really far onto the dance floor which it wasn't kind of how we had spoken about them being arranged. I thought there'd be a lot more space. So on the night I was like, oh, we need, we need space. Like we're going to be all over this dance floor. So um, the team were really great. They just moved everybody outside um, and then they moved the tables during the night to give us more space. So like some people might say that's a disaster, but we kind of just went with the flow and um, made it happen. And yeah, it was fine. Oh, yeah. that's good. Dance floor is a priority though. So let's move some mountains to actually get that there, <laughs> right? Like- Everybody out. Everybody um, out. Like, is it you just yeah. need to fix it and we'll no. move on. No, good call probably anyway at the end. And so now that you're married, what's the best piece of advice you can give other couples in the middle of planning their weddings? A word of advice 
for future brides? I would probably say that, like, I know people say just kind of chill, sit back and let it happen um, Mm -hmm. and just not to sweat the small stuff as such. But I actually think personally, if you put that extra time and effort and thought into all the particular details of the day, then when the day comes, you're not going to be stressed. You know exactly how the day runs and what it looks like. Um, So I found that that gave me a lot of um, confidence to just sit back and enjoy the day. And also that it's not meant to be an awful process. Like if you guys, if if you aren't enjoying it, you need to step, take a step back and say, okay, do we need to engage a planner? Do we need to give ourselves a bit more time? Can we Mm. outsource some of this? Like it's meant to be a process that is enjoyed. And that was really important Mm. to James and I. And we did. Oh, and I, I want to ask you an extra, extra piece of advice. What, because <laughs> you work at Kaya, what is like the biggest piece of advice you can give brides about, you know, looking for their wedding dress or the fit? I don't know, just any like general piece of advice in that, in your area, like your passion. So similar to what I applied to myself, I would probably say that you might come in and fall in love with you know, three dresses that are very different and you love them all for different reasons. But what I always say when it comes to like making that decision is just pull it right back to who you are as a person, what you think suits your personality, Um, you know, your setting for the day. Like you said before, you don't want to try and be somebody that Mm. you're not necessarily in the day to day Mm. because you just want to feel like yourself on your wedding day and the best version of yourself. Um, but it is very easy to get carried away with extra this, extra that, you know. So just stick to your personality, I would say. That's great. I love that. Adriana, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure to chat. It was nice to get the the bride insight and the, you know, the uh, professional insight as well. So thank you for joining us. And um, yeah, your wedding was beautiful and we really enjoyed hearing about it. Thank you so much, girls. It was a pleasure.